Uh, never a doubt, I guess, as Michigan State basketball gets a much-needed road win. Finally, 61-59 against Maryland. We talk about that game. Luke Newman, he commits to Michigan State. And then in segments two and three, Brian Smith, recruiting insider for Locked On. He joins the show. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on Spartans is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Spartan friends, Spartan family, Locked on Spartans listeners, if you are like me, you are still shaking after that one. We are recording roughly four minutes after Michigan State 61, Maryland 59 in a game where, oh my God, you talk about the tale of two halves brilliant first half and then the second half 17 points and in the midst of all that you're getting out rebounded 37 to 22 but it it doesn't matter because Trey Holloman with the quick karate hands at the very end of that game jars the ball loose for one of the most bizarre endings to a basketball game I've seen in a while Oh, man. God, my head is spinning again. I'm still shaking. I'm sure some of it has to do with the anxiety of the Lions game also coming up today. But, guys, I think a lot of us are going to agree on this one. Um, I texted my group chat that I often text during the games, and I said in the middle of the second half, this is the game that's going to kill me. We've seen a lot of bad games so far this season, and we also have seen a lot of road losses. And we know for Michigan State to go on this run that they're set for, they need to start taking care of business on the road against mediocre teams. Yes, Maryland, as we talked about before the game, okay, they're kind of making the turn. They're rounding into form. They had a really nice road win at Illinois. They played Northwestern close on the road. But, man, and Michigan State has had some tough times against even just mediocre teams on the road. Let's talk about the good half first, okay? Because this is a happy show. It's a positive show. We're talking about a road win. So let's just start upbeat here. Um, Michigan State poured it on in the first half. 44 points. And that's not against a bad team, guys. Maryland is a top 30 defensive team in the nation. Okay, To fill up the hoop with 44 points is outstanding. The first half had some key performers like Trey Holloman. He didn't just take care of business at the end of that game with that late steal. He also lit it up early. 12 points, 3 of 3 from 3. And what have we been crying about with Trey Holloman ever since it's looked like that he's a legitimate 3-point threat? So, hey, Trey... That's great that you're doing this against Alcorn State. And then eventually he starts to do it against teams at home. Let's blossom like the beautiful flower you are and start shooting the ball on the road. And boy, howdy, did he ever, like I said, 12 points in the first half. He ended the game with just 12 points. So took care of all of his offense in the first half. Malik Hall, 10 points, 3 rebounds. Another awesome game for him. And this is after, I think, four games in a row now, ever since he had that zero in 26 minutes. But he ended his night with 12 points, six rebounds. So another really solid game from Malik Hall. But we do have to point out another great first half. Tyson Walker, eight points, which is fun. You expect eight points out of Tyson any given half. But it was the four steals. Yes, this game, Maryland was the strong defensive team going into this game. But the first half... 
because despite the nonsense that happened in the second half, games are played in 40 minutes, not just 20. The first 20 minutes featured great Michigan State defense. 11 points off 9 Maryland turnovers in the first half. Michigan State generated 14 fast break points in the first half. And as a matter of fact, that's all they had for the game. They took care of so much business in the first half. <laughs> okay, again, we're going to get to the second half here in a little bit. But the post-defense, too, is something else I want to point out. Before Maryland started to make their run and really you know, made their hay in the second half, Michigan State's post-defense was superb. I loved their game plan. They held Maryland to 5 of 9 shooting on layups, and they held Julian Reese to just 2 shots in the first half. Julian Reese, as you know, Maryland's top offensive option in many games. It goes between Jameer Young and Julian Reese, Dante Smith, or, uh, yeah, sorry, Dante Scott, pardon me, uh, has something to say about that in some games, but you took away one of their primary uh, shot takers and shot makers early in the game. So, that's why you can, as we transition to the second half, that's why you can suffer 12 minutes of nonsense, is what I will call it, to start the second half. Because, once again, I don't know if all the players' NIL deals are contingent on this. I don't know if Tom Izzo's contract has something written in his bylaws that this has to happen. But, once again, Michigan State, out of halftime, just a stinker. That 12-point lead got evaporated into just a 2-point lead before the under-16 timeout even hit. And why I'm using the word nonsense. Because, as Michigan State is... We'll call it melting down in the second half. I was asking myself, what one word do I want to use right now? Is it embarrassing? Sure. I, you know, I saw a lot of that on Twitter. I saw pathetic, but I, I feel like nonsense is, first of all, a more polite word. And second of all, just more accurate because they scored six points in the first 12 minutes of that second half and it's how they got the six points which was killing me it was the this yeah, if i could talk correctly the shot selection we're settling for lawn twos we're having aj hogard go to the rim and attempt contested layups that aren't even really grazing the rim some of these times eventually he did hit a big one late in the game so thank you aj for that but by and large on that game Oh boy, that was a lot of odd decision making. As AJ Hogard, look, you know, fine player, four, four of eleven. Let's call it how we see it. Four of eleven to end the game, and in that twelve-minute stretch in the second half, it was a lot of forcing up shots in traffic, and also to go along with more nonsense. We were nineteen games into the season, guys. And this is year four for one of these kids, and year two for another one of these kids. I think we know by now. That you can't give the ball to the center position unless there is no one within 25 feet of them. The pass will either be dropped. It will result in a pump fake that no one in the country is going to bite for. And then a bricked dunk or a bricked layup or a layup that hits the bottom of the backboard. Guys, I'm going to try to not make this about the kids themselves. They're trying their best. It's on the staff to identify that, hey... This center hasn't improved offensively in four years. Or, hey, this is kind of uncomfortable that we have to rely on a former zero-star recruit. The kids, Carson Cooper and Mati Sissoko, say what you will about them. You have to draw the line at blame, though, a little, a little before them. It's on the coaching staff, but we've already cried enough about that throughout the season. Crying about, okay, well, just a decent transfer center would give Michigan State an offensive boost. Anyway, the thesis of all this is that 
nonsense happened for the first 12 minutes. Just six points in the first 12 minutes. Thanks to just whack shot selection. Odd decisions of who to pass the ball to. And But you know what? They weathered, they weathered the storm. I can't believe it. And what this game means is that for now... And before this game, too, Michigan State still stays on the right side of the bubble. And you need wins like this. Not just because, hey, it's nice for these Spartan eyes to finally see a road win. But it's what we've been talking about all week. When we're talking about this run that Michigan State is set to go on. How much you're going to be favored in the last 10 games of the season now. Said, so, yeah, winning those games is nice. It's cool. But losing the games can actually hurt your tournament resume. And a loss at Maryland, which would have been a quad two loss, nothing overly backbreaking. But still, um, you would like to start winning a few of these games. So there you have it. Michigan State 61 59. I could not believe the end of that game. The ball just rolling on the floor with everyone just standing there. I thought I missed a whistle and that Maryland was going to go to the line for two shots. But nope. As the replay showed, Trey just poop. Poke that right out as cleanly as ever. Just what a great stretch of games for Trey here, man. That's that that's a great sight to these eyes. What what a delightful surprise Trey has been this season. Uh, really quick, Luke Newman. We've been talking about him a lot as it pertains to transfer portal targets. Holy Cross transfer, six foot four, three hundred ten pound offensive tackle from Holy Cross, FCS All American. Using his last year of eligibility at Michigan State, he commits to the Spartans on Saturday. Now, we're only taking a quick minute on this today. I just want to you know, let everyone know that, yes, we are aware of it. We're going to blow this out a little more tomorrow, though. We'll talk about the offensive line, who they got back, how things could be structured with the starting lineup. So, a little brief on the Luke Newman talk today. We also got some more football talk, though, if you want some more of that. In segments two and three with Brian Smith, our Locked On recruiting expert. But first, before we get to him, need to talk your ear off about FanDuel Sportsbook. The NFL regular season is all wrapped up, but there's still plenty of time to get in on the action with FanDuel America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That is $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. You don't have to worry about the spread. You don't got to worry about laying the points. You don't even have to go to bed just wondering or worrying if your bet is going to win or lose the next day because it's $5 for your first bet, and you're winning $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlay. You can find bets in the new Explore tab and make a parlay in the Parlay Hub the best way to find the most popular parlays on FanDuel. So what are you waiting for out there? Go visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to make your first bet a layup. It's FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. This recruiting segment of Locked on Spartans is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions apply. Folks, familiar face, familiar voice. He is all things recruiting here at the Locked on Network. He is Brian Smith. Brian, how are we doing down there, man? You're not shoveling your driveway or scraping ice off your windshield, so you probably do a little more okay than I am up here. But anyway, how are you doing down there? It's 60 degrees when I got up this morning, so better than you. Okay. Great. Uh, I mean, I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm just going to leave no, it No, it's fine. No, it, it is what it is. I should just eventually just move out of here. I'm clearly not built for this weather. Um, but what we are built for, Brian, is talking all things recruiting. And right before the weekend, this broke a nice little 2024 visitor. And not just any 2024 visitor. We're talking four-star defensive end, Kiona Wilhite, out of Tucson, Arizona. 
He visits Michigan State this weekend. He was a Washington commit when Kalen DeBoer left for the Alabama job. He got away from his NI or his NLI, National Letter of Intent, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. He's a free agent, basically. So he visits Michigan State. Do you have a skinny on Mr. Will Hyde? Do you, do you know anything about this guy? Well, I do know his film is good. Uh, 6'4", 240, 250, he can run. Those okay. are good starting points, Matthew. I, I do believe that Michigan State needs yeah. lots of those. Sure. based on our conversations on and off air. And look, pass rushers are always at a premium. He's a kid that can do that, whether it's a power rush, whether it's speed rush, changes yep. directions well, stops and starts well. And he's at a program, South Point Catholic, down in Tucson that has produced a lot of kids. So mm-hmm. I have a feeling that Michigan State's not the only one pushing for a visit. Yeah, And uh, they would do very, very, very well to land this young man. Yeah, and he had a good relationship with Jonathan Jonathan Smith's staff while he was at Oregon State, too. So this isn't like, you know, he's just being introduced to this whole staff for the first time in his entire life. Like, he was, you know, pretty close with the Beaver program, which has now morphed into the Spartan program. So, I don't know. There may be reason to be optimistic about this one, but maybe I'm just trying to be optimistic because there really aren't a lot of names left for 2024. Is that an accurate assumption, or is there, like, a name or two that I'm missing here for Michigan State? There probably is, and I'm sure they're trying to get somebody else. It may yeah. not be public knowledge, and even if it is, it's that can change. There's a handful of kids left nationally. I would not want to be one of those kids because their cell phones are probably about like nuclear power right, right. now. <laughs> the transfer portal is the key, but still getting a few high school kids is important too if you want to fill out your roster. So if something pops up on your screen or on your Twitter or whatever, if you're a Michigan State fan, do not be surprised. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an interesting next couple of weeks. No doubt. And it maybe helps Michigan State a little bit. I don't know. Maybe I'm grasping, grasping at straws here. But Zion Young did just leave Michigan State. He was a defensive end, pass rusher. So this kind of opens the door for maybe another defensive end to get some playing time. It is very hard for a true freshman to see the field, obviously. We just saw two great ones last year by Job and Andrew DePave. Both guys are ranked inside the top 200 for Michigan State last year. They struggled to find the field, but that's not special. It's just hard, like I said, for a true freshman to find the field. But, hey, you know what? Maybe some reps are there. Is, is that Am I am I reaching across the, the country right now? Is, is that how far I'm stretching myself, or is, is there something to that, Brian? Just playing as freshmen's hard. That's never changed. Yeah. The def- the difference in the speed of the game, the technique, right, and most importantly for these kids, the difference in the weight training from high school to college, yeah, is about like night and day. Sure. So if you get a guy, let's say somebody comes in, and gives you ten snaps a game, kudos. Fine. I know that doesn't probably yeah. excite a lot of MSU fans, but that's just the norm. Right. Now, MSU may have 15 to 20 snaps to offer this next year for some spots. Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Right. Maybe uh, maybe a little more. I'm just going to let that ride. But uh, look, freshmen, anything you get out of them, it's a bonus as a general rule. For sure. So let's jump to 2025 because I, that's the cycle we're already in right now. Do you have any like any pulse on what Michigan State's game plan is, or do you know any early names that us Michigan State fans can keep an eye on as far as hey, you know what, we're already in good standing with these guys. I know it's it's tough. We're in the cycle, but like we're still very far away from early signing day, obviously. So uh, shoot your shot here, Brian. What, what do you got for us for twenty five here? Do you want the bad news or the really bad news? I uh, always start with the worst news possible. That's yeah. That's kind of how I live my life. It's just like lay it on me thick early on, so I can just work my way out of this hole instead of just dig one later on. So let's just get this okay. over with. <laughs> Here's the deal. Here's the deal. It sucks that Bryce Underwood 
is already committed to LSU. Yeah, arguably the best player in the country in your backyard. Nope. Yeah, it is what it is. That being stated, there's kids like Xavier Newsom from Detroit King, etc., that are really good. You've got to find a way to get them. Here's my question: Can a West Coast guy mm-hmm. in year one of his full first recruiting cycle win over Midwest kids? And I don't have an answer. I'm just openly asking. Yeah, all right. Because I'm not seeing any Michigan. I, I did some search. I didn't see any Michigan State vibe yet. Okay. But these guys probably don't know much about his staff, et cetera. I'm sure there's a few holdovers and all that on the coaching staff, but it's still a West Coast coach. Same deal. Look at look what's happening to Bama. Like that's right. that is crazy. Right. Like the, I don't know. They may call you to get you to play outside linebacker hey, next year. The way they're going. I'm available. I am available. Yep. No problem. <laughs> but. Kids tend to kind of go with the, their area. Like if they're a Midwest yeah. kid, they probably want to play for a Midwest coach. So I'm curious to see how that's going to go, but pay particular attention to any junior day they have. A basketball game with Izzo and the Spartans be something that, you know, a home game, something like that. Yeah, they got to start getting these guys on campus to meet Jonathan Smith to turn the tide. It's Right now, obviously, Michigan is going to dominate the state for the obvious reason. Of course. But you got to get some of these guys. You yeah. can't go over. So. I'm curious. They got to get three or four of the kids out of the top 10 in the state next year. That's the only thing I'm looking at. Okay. Small box. And right now there's just not enough info, but that still makes me nervous. I don't see yeah. any positive vibes that that's concerning to me. Now it, it's not in the state of Michigan, but we're not going to travel too far for this other kid. 2025 quarterback, uh, uh, Montgomery out of Finley. I'm, I'm just blanked on his name. I think it's Ryan yeah. Montgomery out of Finley, Ohio. But so while Jonathan Smith might not be a Midwest guy, he's a quarterback guy. Like he's a quarterback's quarterback. So reason to be optimistic for like 2025 quarterback cycles. I mean, just based on that, hey, he did play the position. Yes, he is bringing a lot of Aiden Childs. He kind of revived DJU's career, so to speak. Uh, but like, I don't, like that. that's one piece of optimism that I just want to throw out for 2025 is that like we could be set for a solid quarterback pickup here? Is that something that you align with? Or or do you got a bucket of cold water that you want to dump on that one? (laughs) If they don't get a good quarterback just about every year, I'll be surprised. Okay. The thing about quarterback is you don't give a crap where they're from. It's the most important position on the field. Look, more is better than Wes in this case. Uh, My favorite saying is Wes is better than more most off of this. This is the exception. Gotcha. Whoever transfers out, you know what? Good luck to you. Because yep. if you miss a quarterback, yeah, your job tenure probably not going to be the longest at any school. It'll be he has, he has yeah. he has the pedigree, as you mentioned. Yep. He played the position at Oregon State, late late nineties, early two thousands, in a really good player. And he's developed guys. Yeah. Montgomery is being recruited by Florida and South Carolina SEC programs, Georgia, etc. Really good. But I have a feeling they're not going to have to struggle there. My concern is the numbers in the trenches, first and foremost. Okay. And then finding a lockdown corner. D-line and corner are always in demand. And Michigan State's O-line numbers probably aren't where they need to be, especially by their standards. I mean, Michigan State's Mm -hmm. one of the better O-line schools in the country. I'm worried about that for the next two years. I would like to see Aiden upright when he's Uh, trying to play. That would be nice. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But right now I'm concerned – that may not be the most likely thing. They've got kids transferring out on the O-line, et cetera. They got to hit a home run there, both portal and maybe a Juco kid, something, because yeah. their numbers probably aren't where they need to be. 
Yeah, this is a name that I've thrown out time and time again the last few weeks. Um, but the, uh, Luke Newman out of Holy Cross, FCS All-American. He has Michigan roots. He grew up, you know, about an hour and a half away from Michigan State. And okay. I've heard a few times that the, he grew up as an MSU fan. Now, obviously, that's not the end-all be-all for recruiting. But, you know, there could be reason that he left Holy Cross to go visit Michigan State, which he is doing this weekend. So, heck, by the time you're hearing this, there already might be the good news about that. So, they're, they're trying to chip away there. They got some guys back from the, the portal in the offensive line. but. At the end of the day, you are right. You also need depth. That's, that's the big word, the, the D that's word for the, the offensive line. So, yeah. Because uh, I would like Aiden Childs to have all four limbs still functioning by the end of the year. Call me old-fashioned, uh, but I, I would appreciate him being able to uh, survive the entire season. Uh, that, that falls on the offensive line, mostly. We'll see. We'll see. Um, what, what do you think about the D-line next year? Like is compared to the O line, are they going to be able to battle and practice and really hit, mm-hmm. or are they going to have to play patty cakes because they don't have enough numbers? Great question. I do feel good about the defensive line, just like right off the top, really? because you got Simeon Barrow back, you got Derek Harmon back, and those are guys that were sought after by some pretty good Power Five teams, of course. And they got Daquan Dows from Georgia Tech, and that's that's a plus player. So. Yes, okay. it's it's three top guys. Also, Maverick Hansen, the guy that's been here for about 19 years. I think he's been here for a while. So that's another strong depth piece. It, it's a defensive end that like I'm a little curious about. And there are young guys, you know, like we talked about at the top of the show, guys like By Joe, Andrew DePape. This will be another offseason in the weight room. And then Jalen Thompson, too, as a true freshman, showed some pretty good things late in the season for a true freshman. But with all that said, like I, we still want to see a little bit more from Chris Bogle, a former top 100 guy that I – I don't think it's ever going to reach that ceiling, but we need to see a little bit more of a pass rush here. So there's reason to believe that it could happen. It's just we haven't seen it yet because those young guys haven't seen the field in mass volume last year. So feeling confident, but I could see where there would be caution here. Um, No, no question. Well, that's the areas you got to, as you develop your roster and you put in your systems, year one, whatever you get, what you get, there's going to Mm -hmm. be some oopsies. Of course. But if you yeah. suck, if you suck in the trenches or have an injury problem there and you're already thin, we've seen that. That's when the train can derail. So Big that note. is that <laughs> is my concern. I, I think I, again, I've said this on your show before. Smith is a really good coach. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. But it it's it's just true. Talent will beat experience probably eight out of ten, if not nine out of ten times. So mm-hmm. you got to go out and get some more kids. A little note. Here's your ray of hope here. Okay. April 15th is the second transfer portal window opening, and it closes on the 30th. They'll have their system in place. They'll have spring ball. They'll have scouted. They should do well in that point. I mean, I know it's a few months away, but that gives something Michigan State fans can think about because I'm sure they're well under the scholarship limit right now. I know I'm not Mm – Messing with that. They're probably 20 under, if I was to guess. I mean, it's it's just the way it is. But they have to hit, and there is no position. Right. Best available. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, I, I got my wish list that I keep barking out, like, you know, both sides of the line, of course. Uh, I wouldn't mind another safety in here. But at the end of the day, like, it is just going to be best available. And, yeah, like, I, the scholarship number, like, I I, I know they're, they're somewhat close to it, but there also will be further attrition in the spring, too. Like, they're, they're not going to have an issue, like – excusing some guys out, uh, which is something that we see, not just Michigan State do, but programs around the country do um, year in and year out. So it, it it won't be an issue clearing ways for other transfers should they find one that they seek as desirable. So we'll see how that all unfolds in, in April, right? That's what you said. That's when the second yeah, month. Yeah, mid-April to the end of the month. Gotcha. 
so I want to fly to the West Coast here because there's been a little shakeup here. Obviously, Kalen DeBoer, he goes to Alabama. Jed Fish, he's hired at Washington. Is, is that going to be like a seismic thing for recruiting? Like, could MSU feel any aftershock waves there, or is that not – because it, it's weird. Like, obviously, they're in conference. But it's West Coast. Is Jed Fish really like a recruiting powerhouse? So I, I don't know. Like, what, what's your whole vibe on how what's going on in, in Seattle shakes things up over here for the rest of the Big Ten? I don't think there'll be a ton of direct, but the mm-hmm. win-loss impacts things. So if he goes – he's a good coach, by the way. Yeah, don't know totally. much about him. He's a lot like, honestly, Smith, because he's a quarterback guy. He's a UF grad, so he's a Gator all mm-hmm. the way out in Seattle. That's kind of weird, but he's yeah. been all over the place. Um, he's been at like 17 jobs or something right. in his career. He, he, every two years he leaves wherever he's at. Yes, so, right. That's just the way he is. But if he struggles early, and just for those that don't know, Washington's recruit that redshirted this past year, it transferred to Bama at okay. quarterback. So that hurts. Uh, they don't have much going on there. He could be in a situation to go from college football final to six and six, which is mm-hmm. rough. Yeah. So – That'll help anybody that's recruiting against them, but it's not like Michigan State's going out to Seattle much. So not a lot, right? You know, I, I don't think that'll be very much of an impact. But where it does is every time you win a game, especially if you beat a named team, it helps you locally. Mm-hmm. So that's another way to look at it. There's a contingency for these things, but I think Washington's going to struggle a lot. They lost all three of those receivers, the quarterback. Right. I mean, bro, that's holy yeah. moly. That's the you OC. talking about. Yeah, you can't replace like Poke and those. There's no way. So, and isn't Fafita staying at Arizona too? Which, like, I, I don't think that was supposed to happen. I, I, I just assumed that he was going to be following Fish over to Washington. But as things stand right now, like he says, he's going to stick with the the Wildcats, which is a shock to to me. If 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 I'm correct, unless you have other information that I don't know. With the transfer portal, I never get surprised anymore. Yeah, fair, fair, yeah. You know, he might have got an NIL deal to stay or something. Right. And we'll see if Washington can top it here. (laughs) You know, so yeah. So uh, Arizona's got some good players. Arizona's got some good players, a receiver, quarterback, and pitcher. I'm sure a lot of people have made some overtures. I'm sure of. Totally. Oh, God. Yeah. That's where I want to end the conversation out here. We're just going to go locked on Crimson Tide here for a second because what is going on down in Tuscaloosa has fascinated me. Uh, by the time that people are listening to this, I think it'll be somewhere around like what 30 guys in the transfer portal. So how do you read this? Is this a thing where like they're putting their name in the transfer portal? They're going to see what like numbers out there and see if Alabama can top it with NIL because we kind of saw that happen with Michigan State. Jonathan Smith comes here. There's an exodus to the transfer portal, but a really good number of them came back. Do you expect there to be a lot of returners to the Crimson Tide or are, are you just – completely spun around and have no idea what's going on because it's, it's Alabama, man. Like this, it's, it's crazy. It, I, I hope I formed a question in, in the middle of all that, but like, I just can't, I can't believe it. It's, it's nuts. Well, they, they've lost safeties in corners. Yeah. And oh yeah. D line. Oh, four and five star guys at every position. Right. It's insane. So, like, Caleb Downs is as good a safety at the end of this past season as there was in college football as a true freshman. Yeah. He's in the portal. You can't lose guys like that. Left tackle, running back. Yeah. Right. You know, their, their next five-star corner, Earl Whittle, is going to Florida State. Like, Gotcha. There's no way they're competing for the SEC title next year. There's no way. Mm-hmm. When was the last time we made that statement about Alabama? 
Oh boy, I was in high school. <laughs> yeah, I was I was wrapping up high school. <laughs> yep. So that, that's that's just where we are. Like they're gonna have to go through it. And DeBoer's a good coach, but he's Certainly. not a southerner. I'm familiar with that state. I'm in the middle of moving to that state. There is no gotcha. more us against you kind of mentality there is in deep south. And a lot of those kids apparently are not very thrilled about what's going on. I mean, wow. Okay. I, that's how else can you size it up? Because obviously he can coach. Yeah. I mean, it's not like Washington had more talent than Alabama. I'm sorry. They mm-hmm. did not. Sure. Alabama beat Georgia this year. They're the only team to beat Georgia in the last three years. <laughs> so it's not like they've, you know, they're, they're not well coached. They don't have talent. Well, they had all the above. But that also brings up a point, and I say this on this show a lot. Kids pick the person wearing the polo, not the polo itself. Right. If it's the truth at Alabama, then you know it's just wholeheartedly the truth. Yeah. It's not hard to sell Alabama. I've been to their facilities and everything. It's like going to the Taj Mahal. So, (laughs) you know, it's just not that difficult. But they're still losing kids in droves. I've got a picture on my phone that somebody sent me. They're too deep. Mm-hmm. Every player that was leaving since last year was underlined in red. It yeah. looked like somebody took a machine gun to it and it was bleeding <laughs> out. It was unreal. It's tough. I know. Yeah. It, so this just, it's a good measuring stick for Michigan state fans too, because you're going to lose players no matter what, when, when a coach leaves, I yeah. don't care how much you think they like Michigan state. It is coach first. It's just the way it is. So you've got to adjust and take kids. Even if you didn't think they're a perfect fit, you got to make it work. And you got to survive that first year or so. And that's where Jonathan is right now. And that's why I brought up that April transfer window for him. Mm -hmm. Alabama's going through it too. They're going to have to take transfers in the spring. And they may have to adjust their NIL stance because they didn't like giving a lot of NIL. They wanted kids to earn it. And I get it. They are no longer the hunter. You know what I mean? Like they're they're not just going out and taking what they want. They're getting hunted and uh, people are taking players from them. To end it on an optimistic note, like you see everything going on in Alabama, and then you rewind the clock about a month where Michigan State was. A lot of kids entered the transfer portal. All things considered, Michigan State made it out pretty okay. I mean, there weren't they really did impact guys that left. A lot of them did come back. So all things, if it can happen to a place like Alabama, it can happen anywhere. And considering yes. all that, Michigan State fared pretty well, uh, you know, over the last few weeks. So. Well, we'll end the show on that. That's how about that, Brian? Get people out here with a smile. Look at look at us bringing we don't, people on a on a Sunday. We don't always do that, but uh, no, right now, no. Michigan State's <laughs> got holes to fill. You know, I'm concerned about the 25 class early on, but I mean, far as the portal, they should have lost more based on what yeah. most schools are losing. That's just totally. truth. Yeah. So, if you're a Michigan State fan, just try to get through this next year. You know, tailgate. You know, find Matt's tailgate. There'll be lots of opportunities for good times there. I, 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 I know. Yeah, that that would be the point there. But um, I know here for a good time. This won't be That's the right. easiest year, but it will be a fascinating one for Michigan State. So enjoy it the best you can. You got it. Well, Brian, hey, thank you so much, and gang, hey, thanks a lot for kicking off your week with us here at Locked on Spartans. You know, we're going to be back throughout this week, leading up to Michigan State's next uh, basketball game on Friday, but we'll get football talk in the mix, of course, this whole week. You know where to keep it tuned. Locked on Spartans. Love you all. Go Green.